Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to cover a very common and well-known passage from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1-7, through 7, which we know to refer to the coming of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. This, of course, is written 700-plus years before Jesus actually came onto the scene. What I love about this passage, this time that I'm reading it, is understanding more clearly through what we've been covering in the Daily Dose recently, the context that this passage comes into. And, of course, the broad context is that God has sent Isaiah as his spokesman, as his prophet to the people of Israel during the time of a few kings of Judah to really call them out for their sin and to call them to repentance and to announce to them what is going to happen for those who repent and are part of the remnant of faithful followers of the Lord and what's going to happen to those who don't repent and whose hearts stay hard. And that's what we talked about at the end of chapter 8 yesterday. And I just want to remind you with chapter 8, verse 22, some specific language that describes what it's going to be like for those whose hearts are hard toward the Lord and through his discipline, his punishment by way of the Assyrians who do not turn to him and who stay unfaithful despite his attempt to use his discipline to turn them back to him. Here's what it says in 8, verse 22, and they will look to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. So on the heels of that come chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Here's what it says. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought to contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. Let's just pause right there and look at what Matthew has to say in chapter 4, verses 12 through 17, as he is describing the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Check out how closely this relates to what we just read. In fact, he's going to quote this passage as he describes who Jesus is. Now, when he had heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, that the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light, and those for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. So let's finish chapter 9. Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? That's incredible how closely this is used by Matthew to describe to his Jewish audience that the one who they see claiming to be the Messiah and living before them at that time is the one who was promised way back here in Isaiah 9. And so here's the rest of Isaiah 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden, the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian." 
For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This sounds familiar, doesn't it? Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. And on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Again, this is chapter nine of Isaiah written in the 700s BC. It's referring there at the end to the Davidic covenant, the promise that God made David, that he would establish a throne and a kingdom in his line, his lineage that would last forever. And this line would come through the tribe of Judah. That's one of the tribes of the Israelite people. And that is the southern kingdom of Israel after it's been divided to which Isaiah was commissioned by God to be a prophet and to call them out for their sin and their unfaithfulness so that some of them would be spared, so that a remnant would be saved and so that the redemptive plan of God would move forward culminating in the birth, the perfect life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ so that anyone who puts their faith and trust in him today from any tribe, tongue, and nation could be saved, could be redeemed, could have the darkness that they live in because of sin, because of rebellion to God, turned to light. While we're on the theme of darkness, let's look once more into the New Testament to what I'd say is probably the most popular verse and passage in the Bible. If you polled people around the world, John 3, 16 through 21, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Keep listening. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. Now, here's where we get to the light and the darkness that are referred to at the end of Isaiah 8 and the beginning of Isaiah 9. This is incredible. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. That's basically Isaiah 8.22. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Wow, I hope you're tracking with me here because this is remarkable, remarkable stuff. And you probably want to get your Bible out and dig into Isaiah 8, Isaiah 9, the whole book of Isaiah, and tie it back to Luke or Matthew and John and really the whole New Testament. The message being that, yes, God needs to deal justly and fiercely with sin, and he does throughout the Old Testament and even today. But he does so having extended to us a way of grace, a way of forgiveness, a way of redemption, and that is through Jesus Christ. This is a merciful God who satisfies his own standard of righteousness by sending himself and punishing his son so that we, through faith in him, can also satisfy that standard of righteousness and live with him forever. Lord, thanks for this message. Help us to build our lives on it. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.